I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and this, this better, better be, be good. good. You guys know what it is. It's the weekly podcast where Garrett and myself review a movie before seeing it and review it again after seeing it. And this week we're seeing Borat, subsequent movie, movie film, delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Starring Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Cannot wait. I'm pretty excited about this. Since they announced that this was even being made, I was like, yes, please. Very nice. Uh, High five. I, I wanted to avoid saying that. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm going all in, baby. I guess this is the one time it's okay, right? We can just start saying Borat shit again. <laughs> yeah, I, someone tweeted that, and I was like, oh, great. We're going to hear that. But I surprisingly, I mean, it's like... That movie, the first one, took the nation by storm. And then yeah. this one is like, bonus, it's here. And I feel yeah. like no one's talking about it anymore. Well, I mean, people are definitely still talking about it, mainly because of like one scene that happens in the movie that I think if, if you're if you're anybody who's anybody you've heard about by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first one went under the radar, which, which happens with like a lot of these movies that are like hidden camera kind of movies. Um, first one on the radar, nobody knew who Sacha Baron Cohen was. Very few people in America actually watched the Ali G show, so mm-hmm. he kind of had carte blanche to do whatever the hell he wanted. Whereas this time, I actually did read that production was a lot trickier this time because everybody knows who the fuck Borat is. Well, it's kind of um, written. It's kind of written into the movie, right? Yeah, if you watch the trailer, it's definitely like they definitely mentioned it in the movie and stuff. Also, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen got into much better shape. Apparently, just I'm just judging from. Just the picture right here. I mean, look at that. Is. Oh, yeah, look at those abs. Boy, got in, uh, he got a little old man shape there. <laughs> um, very nice. I use P90X. Yeah, the plot for this one is very simple. It's a follow-up film to the 2006 comedy centering on the real-life adventures of a fictional Kazeki television journalist named Borat. The full synopsis is available. I don't want to read it, though, mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, and for us, really, because I would like to go into this just like, you know... Not knowing shit about it. All I know is the stuff that I couldn't avoid in the news, but that's not that big of a spoiler. I've talked a lot. Garrett, go. I mean, obviously, I had a Borat impression in 2006 uh, and probably in 2007, too. But, um, yeah, saw this movie when it came out and uh, loved it. And uh, and what is this? That's cheese. And this? Cheese. <laughs> How about this one? Cheese. And what is this? <laughs> that one's cheese. Um, that I think that's a deleted scene, but there is so much. Like, this movie was so... It, like, changed film. It was one of those movies that changed film, and I feel like to make a sequel... It, it's, it's literally just a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I would look at it as, like, Ron Burgundy, the lost film, or you know, those kind of things. So it's, uh, it's a little extra cherry on top that we have it, so... I'm I'm expecting it to be funny. Um, I'm expecting it to be more script-like because mm-hmm. I feel like the first one was kind of just strung together, but it was so perfect in that. And I feel like to do a sequel to it, it's it's going to be a completely different tone, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. All right. Um, excuse me. So we've got – I'm not going to scroll through the top build cast. Yeah. All I'm going to do is talk about the three cast members that are on the – First page that you scroll to when you scroll on IMDb. Have you seen this? No. Do you want to cover your ears? <laughs> I mean, I have headphones on. It's it, it's patched right in. Well, I'll look too. Um, so the first three. Okay. Well, now I know. Mm. Okay. Well, that's fun. 
Yeah. So the just fact, say it. Say it fa- for people. I'm not gonna say it yet. I'm not gonna say it yet. Um, we'll save it for the second half. But the fact that that third name is on there confuses me. <laughs> well, it might. It might be because. Well, that would give it away. Um, connection to coronavirus. Uh, oh, uh, you answered it before I even watched the movie. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to say I want to say what I'm looking forward to most. Um, so, in and unfortunately, I do think this this may have been spoiled already. But in the first one, there was the 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 naked dildo fight chase scene in the uh, hallway through, through a Marriott <laughs> conference center yeah. and shit. And for me, I saw that in theaters and I was 2006. So I was 20 years old when I saw this movie in theaters. And I remember watching that and just being like, this is the most genius writing I've ever Mm. seen. (laughs) And it was only because like, it totally, it was the only time I could say on screen where you watch like a a Kazeki man chase a fellow short fat Kazeki man through a Marriott, like, or what's the word I'm looking for? Conference center. With a dildo and have it completely make sense in, mm-hmm. in terms of the plot. I mean, you can't knock that movie. Like when you're 20 years old and you watch, it, you're like, "Oh, this shit's fucking hilarious." But then when you grow up, like to appreciate film, you're like, "Dude, they snuck that shit into a movie and it made total sense, and you just accepted it." Yep. I'm really looking forward to that moment in this movie. Unfortunately, I think it may be the Rudy Giuliani scene. Like that may be the most shocking moment. Yeah, I mean, they did a similar thing in the first one with Ron Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was like Borat, like he had his pants down and then he's like, OK, I'm leaving. And yeah. uh, it it wasn't as crazy. This is like if you guys don't know the story, it's it's pretty fucking wild. Well, save, save it for a spoiler section. I, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but it's uh, it, <laughs> I can't wait to see it in the movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, what a fucking dirtbag he is. So he is a dirtbag. Um, Very not nice. Speaking of that, Garrett. I think it's time we should do a little bold prediction. Um, oh, boy. Uh, bold prediction for Borat 2. Um, uh, you going to give the people what they want? Oh, yeah. Bold prediction. <laughs> I'm giving a th- Every time I say something, I'm giving a thumbs up for the people on uh, Anchor or wherever you're listening. And changing the theme completely. Uh, yeah. Prediction. There we go. There it is. Um, let's see. I don't know. I haven't thought about this. I probably should have. Uh, it's I... pretty hard to make a bold prediction in a movie like this. Yeah, I mean, bold prediction is that the other, uh, the other, uh, his cohort from the first one shows up. But I mean, oh, the short, the short guy. That would be great. I love the chemistry between the two of them. It's so funny. He's, he's really such good. an integral plot or plot point to the first one that uh i mean it would be great if he showed up but um i don't i i don't know that's my bold prediction is that he shows up i, I don't even know if he's died i don't know if that's why he's not in it but uh he actually may have died but he, he could have but that you know cgi character or or maybe he's Holograms. referenced that's my bold prediction there's a reference of him very bold <laughs> i want to win this and remember Here's my it. bold prediction pam anderson shows up that's my bold prediction. Was she in the first one? She was the reason he came to, like, he, like, fell in love with her while watching <laughs> Baywatch when he was in America. That's funny. And then, like, the whole climax of the movie was him attacking her at a book signing. Oh, that's funny. But I remember I... when it happened, everyone thought that it was, like, real. But mm-hmm. then it came out, like, maybe 
six months into the movie that it wasn't real. And ah. I was like, this guy is just a good actor. <laughs> did you see Bruno? I, I did, but I only saw it once. I don't remember it that well. I It was me and my friends. We were the only ones laughing for through most of the movie because we... America, I mean, it still is, obviously, but it was so homophobic that, like, they couldn't even laugh at, like, gay things. I think there's a big scene in that movie where... I can't remember if this is Borat or Bruno. I think it's Bruno, where it's like, you know, a hotel security has to come to the room, and they're all, like, tied up or whatever, and they have, like, a remote control in their asshole, and yeah, then there's, like, a movie that's stuck. I can't remember what the movie is, but... uh Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, or whatever it was. <laughs> but it was, I like, laughing so fucking hard in the movie theater. And everyone else around us is like, ugh, these gay guys. And it's like, no, this is funny. This is supposed to be funny, you dummies. But everyone was so up their own ass, ironically. And, uh, yeah. So, ironically, I, I remember really liking Bruno. Um... I was a big fan of actually Ali G when I was younger, like on HBO, I watched it a lot. Um, so like when all that stuff came out, like I had seen, I don't, I didn't remember that Borat was part of the Ali G show when mm. Borat came out, but I remember them talking about Sasha Baron Cohen and I had known him from Ali G, uh, from the Ali G show, not Ali G in the house. Cause that was like the movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw Bruno on the Ali G show and I really enjoyed Bruno on there, but I just don't remember the movie at all. Like I remember seeing it and I remember I didn't not like it. I remember liking it. I just don't remember anything about it. I remember Paula Abdul yeah. was really mad about, or Gloria Estefan or something like that. It's Paula Abdul. She's in the movie because uh, yeah. Bruno gets an interview with her and I, I, I can't remember. I think he like... He has like people as furniture and she was yes. like really like, like put off by it. Yes. Yeah. I kind of want to watch that again. I want to watch this and then Bruno and then... Um, Throw in uh, Talladega Nights for good oh, measure. Good or you could throw in, um, what's the fucking Martin Scorsese kids movie? Oh, um, I never saw it. It's uh, Hugo. Hugo, yeah. He's in that too. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I think it's nothing left to do right now than to rate this bad boy, this Borat boy. I don't know. Before actually that, um, the fact that this movie is more scripted, or at least we think it's going to be more scripted than the first one, um, Jackass had said that they had to start switching to more scripted stuff, and so did Bad Grandpa, mm-hmm. because of the fact that like people were so like easily recognizing them and stuff. Yeah. Do you think that having to go more scripted is going to make this movie less funny than the original one? Because, I mean, a lot of the appeal of the original one was that these were real people, things were happening to, and these are real situations. And if we start getting to the point where we're all now very savvy viewers, where we can spot when something is staged, um, is that, do you think, going to affect our enjoying experience? Or are we just going to be like, you know what, this stuff is so crazy and outlandish, it still fucking works? Well, I think it's going to work certain places. There's going to have to be some sort of, like, you know, casting directors or what not casting director but i like some sort of screening process where mm. it's like by chance have you heard of borat and they're like what's a borat and they're like perfect <laughs> what's Get a borat him. <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm sure there are still parts of you know the country that don't know what borat is or maybe forgot or mm. uh you know people that are younger that don't remember it's been a long time i mean you know, the last seven months feels like 17 years. So, you know, there's that. Who, who knows? Uh, I think it will still be funny, but I don't think it's going to be as funny as the original. Um, but I liked the se- the actual sequel to Anchorman. I liked it. Um, I, 
I fucking hated Zoolander 2. I think that is one of the Still, worst. I've never watched it. Probably never will. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And uh, I don't think that this will be that bad. So I'm cool. going to give it an arbitrary rating of 6.5. Let's lean a little towards the middle. 6.5, all right. 6.5. 6.5. I don't <laughs> This shirt is not black. There we go. <laughs> Out of 10. Um, I think that this movie is going to be funny. I think that I think it's going to be more mature and that since we've matured more, I think that we'll enjoy it more or take more from it. I think it may not be as funny as the first one because we're not just going to be cracking up at outright, like, you know, lowbrow humor, which a lot of the first one was a lot of the first one was highbrow stuff, which didn't maybe hit us from that age. But I think now the movie will hit us in different ways. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I, smart. I think it'll, I mean I was 20 and I was like some of the shit I don't care about. Why well, they mad at him for singing the Kazakhstan national anthem at a fucking rodeo? Oh, I, <laughs> I got that. Yeah, I, I had never been to Texas. I'm from Detroit. I think everybody gets along. Um, another weird thing about growing up in Detroit, though, I did have the idea that like America was actually a melting pot because I lived in one for so long, mm. and then I traveled and was like, oh, it's not like that everywhere. <laughs> it's pretty fucking depressing when you yeah. when you like like even living in Grand Rapids, it's not. I, I will say this. I've gone on record saying this multiple times. I think Grand Rapids itself, like the city, the the heart of the city is very liberal and Democrat and yeah. and strong that way. But I think when you get to the outskirts of the city, that's where the fucking closed-minded pieces of shits are. And like when you're in this city, you're like, I don't see a problem. And then you get out of it and you're like, oh, there's a fucking – like the jokes I wrote in that city – working and then going on the road it's like i think you're laughing for the wrong reasons at this joke but it's not yeah. your intent so anyway back to um, what you were saying but yeah i definitely yeah i i, I agree um so i think that it's still going to be a quality movie i just think that we're going to like it for different reasons than we did the original borat mm -hmm. um so having said that i'm going to give it a tepid seven. Oh, <laughs> well i'm going to do that on every episode <laughs> Oh, um, this looks like I'm just getting shot at a bunch of times. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Mike Logan is remaking Shocker. I've actually never seen that movie. Um, this is strictly for the YouTube people. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I realized all they heard was clicking. But um, yeah, I give it seven. Um, I give it the. <laughs> Uh, seven out of ten because at ten I cannot afford great success. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah, seven out of ten. I, I'm keeping it low because I do think I'm going to enjoy it, but I want to keep it tepid just in case I don't. Did you say tepid? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if that word works there. <laughs> yeah, it does. Tep. Okay, I think you mean tempered. Sure. Like tempering expectations, but let's look up the definition of tepid. Um. Showing little enthusiasm. So I'm going to keep it tepid. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. With a seven until after I see the movie. All right. I know. I, I, I have a lot of – I got a lot of words up here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you use them incorrectly, but that's fine. That's not incorrect. <laughs> that's not incorrect. That's how you use the word. I, I know it's not I, – I know – I think it's just that thing where, like, if you're answering a multiple choice, you know, question, and it's like, 
A A is obviously wrong, and then B is like that could be it, and then C is the definite answer, and then D is like none of the above, and you're like, okay, well it's definitely not A, and none of the above. It has to be the previous two, but I think C is like the obvious choice. And so tepid, if, I'm keep, if I'm keeping a score at a seven to keep my enthusiasm low to make sure I don't get overexcited and disappointed by it not being that high, what word would you use? Tempered. I'm tempering. I'm, I'm, it's like fluctuating. Let me look up the definition of temper. Uh, uh, act as a neutralizing or counterbalancing force too. So tepid is like, blech. tempering, no, is, tepid. tempering is like, huh? Tepid is like <laughs> keeping your enthusiasm low. <laughs> yeah. Low is like a three. No, for me, not for me. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot you're incredibly enthusiastic about everything. So tepid for you is still like a seven? Yeah, tepid for me is like, I'm still going to be excited, but not that excited. <laughs> okay. All right. That works. Right. Call in, everybody. What do you think? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let's get a tepid, tepid. Let's get a tepid. <laughs> tepid, tempered. Tepid, tempered debate going on in the comment section. I don't know. Um, you guys are going to hear an ad and then the trailer, and then we are going to be right back after having laughed our asses off at Borat, too. Tepidly. <laughs> Hopefully we laugh our asses off, but I'm, pe I'm staying tepid about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> year ago I released movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. But now I was instructed to return to Yankee land to carry out secret mission. I go to America! What do you say? No, it's not me. People make recognize my face. I would need disguises. This man sex criminal? No, no sex family. I will take this to be a fat <laughs> like American man. Yeah? This is a good one. <laughs> Where is his crumb? What is problem, officer? Got somebody that's strapped to the top of your car. He's in that passenger seat, boss. Only men and bears are allowed inside car. I'm here to give my daughter as a gift to someone close to the throne. I need dress with real sexy peels. Uh, this is a bag that just goes mm, over the dress. They're nice. I really like this. Let us present Sandra Jessica Parker Drummond. I want this one with the baby on it. Oh, oh, oh. I have a baby inside me. Can you take it out? No, we cannot. That's not what we do here. I feel bad because I was the one who put the baby in her. Did you ever put one in your daughter? No, I did not. Where is everybody? They're wanting everybody to quarantine so they don't spread this virus. Could I stay in your home? I hope quarantine mm -hmm. never ends. What is more dangerous, this uh, virus or the Democrat? Democrats. Democrats. What's I'm killing some of the virus. No, you can't see the virus. No, it's still there. If you think you see a virus go like that. This makes the virus sleepy. And then when it's sleeping, 
the daddy has a lot to learn. My daddy is the smartest person in the whole flat world. <laughs> and while the risk of coronavirus remains low, as the president said yesterday, we're ready for anything. Michael Penis, I brought the girl for you. Borat's subsequent movie film. You fist me. <laughs> right. uh, now I fist you? Right, there you what go. do you prefer? You fist me or I fist you? Same time. Fist each other. There, yeah, you, go. there you go. Hey folks, one more ad before we get to the rest of the episode. Um, just want to let you guys know as well that uh, we are part of the Perfecta Podcast Network. Uh, that is something that Matt Holt and Ross Duncliffe have started. Super great guys, super great thing. It's an umbrella of a bunch of different podcasts that are under it. And some of those podcasts are Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities, An Evening with the Authors, The Sal and Bob Show, The Obtuse Angles Podcast, and Can Do with Bill Duncliffe. And of course, yours truly, This Better Be Good. But if you go to perfectapodcastnetwork.com, you can go check out all of those episodes of all of those shows and, uh, you know, tell them we sent you. Mm, how about that? Find us all on all the social medias and stuff like that, too. That would be great. Okay. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We just saw Borat 2, one of the many different titles it has. Borat subsequent film, we'll just call it that, because um, it has, like, what, five different titles during the course of the movie? It does. It does. It changes <laughs> over and over again. It's very funny. So uh, I guess I can go first, right? I, I, I did not expect this movie to be what it was. I'm going to be honest. Like I, I mean, having seen the first one, which you've seen the first one, um, I watched it with Rebecca, who's not seen the first one. But really? Watching it, I really expected it to be a lot like the first one, and it was not at all like the like It was a full plot with like a script and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we were getting like a thoughtful coming-of-age story from Borat, but we really did. Yeah, I mean Tuta. I believe her name was Tuta. Tutor. Tutor. Tutor, who played his daughter. Who was the actress who played her? Maria Bakalova. Dude, she was hilarious. She was great. She was very funny. Like I really hope. Part of me hopes that they give her some sort of like maybe her own movie or something like that, a spinoff or something, because I think she's really entertaining. I do think she carries her own movie. I think she stole like every scene. Every scene she was in with Borat, she just overshadowed him. Period. Well, she's been she's uh, she's been singing since the age of six, and uh, oh. and uh, she, I th- she's been in she's from Bulgaria, but she's been in a ton of movies there. I think this is her first movie here, maybe. You know, I think it was really smart. The whole movie plays on the fact that Borat is kind of a played out character, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they do it really well by like having. If anybody doesn't know the synopsis, we're not going to spoil anything. But like the plot of the movie is essentially he has to go back to America to make good on his name for what he did last time he came to America. That's the plot of the movie in a nutshell without giving anything away. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good spoiler-free synopsis. That's what the, shina- the synopsis should be on uh, IMDb. It's early. I just said synopsis. Synopsis. Uh... But yeah, I mean, they address the fact that, you know, he can't go out as Borat anymore. So he has to wear disguises in the movie, which is very smart. Um, having her essentially be the main character of the movie is really smart because Borat is played out like very nice. My wife, like all that stuff is super played out. It's been done to death over the last over a decade. And Sasha Baron Cohen knows that and deals with it very cleverly. Like, yeah. I was blown away every time this movie took another turn that I didn't expect it to take because one, the trailers did a fantastic job of not giving anything in this movie away. Mm-hmm. Um, between the trailers, all of the marketing that went out for it, all of the clips that are online from it, there was so much content from this movie, and somehow 
you and I still do not have anything spoiled for us. I don't know how we did it. And it's pretty impossible. Granted, I'm not on social media as much as I used to be, so that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like also this being released during an election cycle took away from all the media attention that the movie would have gotten. Because like it did, get, it did get attention, but only for like a day, and then like everybody was over it because the election was crazier. So, well, overall, I loved the movie. Luckily, I mean, it, it also doesn't help that it's only on Amazon Prime, and yeah. with the pandemic, a lot of people I think have been uh, trying to you know, poo-poo Amazon, and uh, I, I'm one of them. I haven't bought anything off of Amazon. It's been uh, other stuff. I mean, normally I would buy a haircut off Amazon, but I haven't done that. Um, I don't need to do that. You can't. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I it, it's. I think that's one of the reasons I, I know a lot of people canceled Amazon Prime or maybe, so I feel like more people aren't seeing it. Um, but at the same time, I think it'll it'll have a resurgence because uh, it it really does hold up to the original. I think I don't think it's better, obviously, because the original is just so classic. But I think they did a perfect example of what a sequel to the original Borat should be. Um, mm. It was funny. It was uh, it had a lot of heart. It was it was really great. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all the I think time. pretty good. I think it's pretty good for spoiler-free, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, you guys got a pretty in-depth spoiler-free review from us. So uh, if you want to see the movie, if you have Amazon, we recommend seeing We both recommend seeing it, right? Yes, I recommend yeah, it. Yeah, we recommend seeing it. It's very funny. My fiance watched it, and she has never seen Borat, and she cracked up the whole time. Like, it was a really, really good experience. Um, I think everybody should watch the movie. There's something in it for everybody. Like, it's I don't really see, funny. I don't say you could watch this movie. Great, I'm also coming from, like, a extremely biased, like, Borat fan standpoint, but... I don't understand how you could watch this movie and not find something enjoyable from it. Yeah. So, spoiler free is done. Spoiler section alert now. We're going to spoil this movie. There's a lot of spoilers. Like a fuck ton. Like the whole movie is spoilers. So, yeah. turn away now if you don't want anything spoiled for you because we're going to spoil everything in this movie. Okay. I, I also suggest, I think a lot of the uh, uh, the heart uh, and... Um, uh, God, why can't I think? It's so... It's not, it's not even that early. Um, I just think that a lot of the... Uh, the jokes that we'll talk about are are going to you know spoil your enjoyment of the movie as well because it's it you know it's comedy it lies in it's it's like when your dad says to you like hey I saw this movie it was very funny here's everything f- everything funny from the movie and then you see yeah. it and you're like this why the fuck did I watch it he told me everything and ruined every joke so yeah all right <clears throat> so this movie is a big huge fat social commentary way more so than the first movie was. The first movie, like, delved into dips of social commentary. Like, you've got him singing the Kazaki National Anthem at the rodeo. You've got him partying with the frat guys. And there's a lot of scenes in the first movie that I feel like touched on a little bit, unlike society and American culture. Mm -hmm. But, like, this movie skewered it, like, hard. Like, to the point where by the end of the film, I was a little ashamed to be an American. I mean, I've already been pretty ashamed to be an American. But, like, then this movie, I was like, damn, we are bad. But having said that, I mean, it was still really funny every time. I even got to the point where he, this time around, I felt empathetic towards a lot of the characters in the movie. Because, I mean, a lot of them weren't, like, I mean, characters, the real people in the movie. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the movie is scripted loosely. So Borat and his daughter are scripted characters who, when they interact with each other, are scripted. But when they interact with other people, normal people in the movie, it is unscripted. So if you don't know that, now the rest of this explanation will make more sense. But, I mean, the guy who keeps sending the faxes for him... The babysitter in Texas, 
the even the two fucking hardcore right wing conspiracy guys, like all of them had a little bit of heart to them. Mm-hmm. Like even like the hardcore conspiracy guys who were crazy, certified like crazy people who believed in crazy insane things. They like cared about Borat. Well, the funny thing is in that scene, I mean, this is the ultimate irony, but they're just like, oh, QAnon, this is true. These conspiracies are true. Obama's the devil. And then he and then Borat gives them his like Kazakh book that talks about how women can't do anything. And they're like, this ain't true. This is a conspiracy. This is or not a conspiracy, but they're like, this this isn't true. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. I mean, all the shit you've been saying is also not true. And then we gotta this, live this way, though. Yeah, live this way. Those two have probably slept with women before, or touched a vagina before, so they know oh. for a fact it's not true. As Are you sure they have? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna assume. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> I mean, they're old enough guys. I would assume they've at least seen a vagina. Yeah. So that makes sense. But it's a really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting thing that you would bring up, though, because like they believe that his book isn't true because they know for a fact and have seen firsthand mm-hmm. that's not true. Yet they will believe all these conspiracies and canon things without any kind of proof. Yep. Well, but then they that's... get a book that's like vaginas do this, and they're like, I know for a fact they don't. Well, do you know for a fact Obama's from Kenya? Nobody is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't seen the birth certificate, and the one that I did see is doctored. So. Well, it's interesting. Oh, God. I just it, – it, it it really just makes you – it's nice because it's it's a film that's like – I don't know how to describe it because it, it makes you feel like anger towards all these people. But because – like especially, <laughs> especially the rally that he's singing at as like country Steve or whatever the fuck it was. Country Steve, yeah. yeah. When he's singing, you're just like – this is so funny that it's him as Borat as Country Steve. This is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But then you have the people like singing along to his awful song, and you're like, Jesus Christ, they're so stupid. They're so dumb that they believe this. They're loving this entertainment. And then also we're back again to it being Borat dressed up. So it's like, it's, it's funny. It's like, it, it's a bookend of humor, but in the middle, you're just so fucking angry. Yeah. It's very, it's extremely high concept humor at points. Yes. Like that scene exactly like is so like meta meta, like to the point <laughs> yeah. where everybody's going to be laughing at the scene, but everybody's laughing for a different reason. Like that's how you can tell it's like a really good, like that scene is, I'm glad you described that one. Cause that is, probably my favorite scene in the whole movie just because of how many fucking layers are on it like you're right it is sasha baron cohen as borat as country steve which is hilarious and then you watch the two guys who are watching borat and they're like excited that he's stuck into the show yeah never crosses their mind that he's already scheduled to perform there (laughs) yeah yep like it doesn't even cross their mind that they're in the script like clearly this has been planned out clearly I mean, if, they, if he just showed up at this random K-Anon or whatever it is, barbecue, and they just saw the, the day before on the internet, how the hell is he already scheduled to perform there? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, people are so blinded by, like, somebody agreeing with them and or hate that they're just like, oh, yeah, cool, that totally makes sense. Like, Country Steve is, already has a band and everything is prepared yeah. to perform at this thing we just found out about last night. Well, they, they also had the scene where they had to um, talk to the daughter. They had to go meet up and yeah. like, exchange dialogue with the daughter because Borat, like she was also presenting or she was a uh, news reporting at that thing. That's why they went. Um, God, it's so it, it, 
it's so funny because I didn't think I would feel like feels from a Borat movie, you know, like by the, by the end, I don't know if we want to go into it, but it's the, the ending is so perfect for Mm -hmm. right now, especially. Uh, I agree. I also thought I thought it was really interesting, like how I said that he essentially like he attacks everybody in this movie, every group of people. Mm -hmm. And because like, obviously, uh, we're all very I think we're all a lot more empathetic nowadays than we used to be, like mainly because of like the last seven or eight months we've all been through. I found it it very interesting that of all the characters, like I kept explaining to Rebecca, I'm like, yeah, these people like she kept asking, why would these people let him into their home? Or like, why do people let him do stuff? Like, why do people let him do stuff? And I'm like, it's the character is really simple. The character is so charming and sweet that if you go to the South to start your movie off, which is very smart on his part to go to the South, because the South is, before anything, extremely polite. That's the first thing they are above everything else. Mm-hmm. Number two is usually racist, but number one is definitely polite. So it's smart of him to go down there because it plays with some hospitality. If he asks somebody to go to their house, they're not going to say no. And the best yeah. part is once yeah. he gets in the house, all he has to do is roll the cameras and they just, dig their own grave. Well, the so true I was thing really frightened. I was really frightened when he walked to that babysitter's door and she was a black woman because I was uh, like, fuck, like I'm not us, please not. <laughs> well, what they, I found out what they did was they like, you know, they're obviously the actors, but they mm-hmm. were paid for their parts. So the two guys and then the babysitter, um, they were paid, but they were yeah. under the pretense that it was like, a documentary type mm-hmm. thing. So it wasn't actually like, it. it's not Borat. It's not this. It's just like, it's still a documentary. Uh, so he stayed with those two guys for five days. Was it five days? It was five days. I and, was wondering how long it was. Cause he did order shit. So I was like, he's been there for more than one day. <laughs> yeah. So five days and he, yeah. Cause he got a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he stayed there. And then, uh, there's a story. If you guys want to listen to Colbert, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was on there. He talks about it a little bit, but it's, it's, it's very funny. Um, cause yeah, he had to like pretend that he is, you know, this, this, uh, Kazakh guy and not like having a laptop and a, com- you know, a computer and a phone and everything like that. So he had to lock it away and then like pull it out when the crew left and everything. So it's hmm. he's, he's got a funny story on there. Um, I'll link but, it on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 pretty great. I mean, it's a great way to get like reactions that you need out of people if they're under a different you know pretense. And also that Jewish scene where he goes to the the synagogue. That was such a beautiful scene. It was truly like endearing. Uh, and then by we don't the, we don't want to spoil that scene for anybody. But when he goes to the synagogue, prepare to have your heart melt. Yeah, it's it starts like really uncomfortable and then ends with like you're laughing, but <laughs> should you be? It's so great. I think you should. It's for the most wholesome reason. I mean, obviously, what happens in the cathedral? We're not going to say, but obviously, what happens? Or not cathedral, mosque? Is it a mosque? No, synagogue. Synagogue. There we go. What happened in the synagogue is a result, a direct result of somebody having extreme patience for having gone through literally the most horrific thing any human being could have gone through. Yeah. So, I like, just, the second she said, like, you know, what she said, I was like, oh, there's no way she's going to get mad at him. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, what Borat says, like, all the thing, all his reactions. Oh, like, even how he's dressed. <laughs> no, no, when he's, do you remember when he's running out? Like he's, When he leaves the synagogue? Yeah, he's happy that the Holocaust happened. Like, that's, oh. that's, that's his big takeaway. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like the Holocaust happened, and you're like, well, oh, I Jesus. walked out of that part or something. I didn't see the part. Oh yeah, it's the end. He's like jo- like running and skipping out in his like pretend Jew. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty funny, but it's also like, yeah, it 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 always this movie just like jerks you back and forth with like, am I supposed to laugh at this? Of course I'm gonna laugh at this. It's funny, but you're like it's so, like this movie and the original Borat accomplished something. It's shock humor. But mm-hmm. it's also like not punching down. You it's well I mean? done, Jack Humor. It's really well done, and I think that it deserves uh, credit for that, especially in these this day and age where everyone's like, "Cancel this, cancel that." And it's like this. No, it can be done correctly, and I think this is a great example of it. All right, my screen might go blank for a second. I'm just gonna go look to see what our bold predictions were. I know mine, and it's correct. Uh. You uh, yours was the short. The show was as a match shows up at least in mentioning. Yep, and he. Sh- and mine was Pam Anderson shows. <laughs> yeah, she did not. Um, yeah, she well, did not. I was, I was making mine quite a bold prediction. Yeah, and mine was holy shit! I didn't expect mine to be in the first five minutes, and right, I expected that. Yours to be, but I didn't expect to be that early. Yeah, but you'll you guys will see it. But my bold prediction came true. Well, I think it's time to rate these suckers. Uh, I would say the original. I don't know. I mean, they're both great. I'm going to give it. I'm going to. I'm going to. I really enjoyed this movie. I laughed a lot. I'm going to give it a. uh, Let's give it a good old eight. Borat 2, eight. Loved it. Thought it was so fun. Um, I'm going to give it eight fertility dances out of ten. God, that scene. You know what's really funny? Rebecca's reaction when she realized she picked up on the fact that she was going to show her bloody vagina way before. Well, I guess we did it at the same time, pretty much. Yeah. But her reaction and mine were so different. Like, literally, you could tell it was coming. And then, like, when she, he says, oh, her blood moon is showing. We must do fertility tests. And then uh, I was like, oh, God. Rebecca was like, yes. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> was pretty funny. But I, I love this movie. I thought it was really funny. I'm not going to compare it to the first one, Apples and Oranges and all that. I think that they're both really good in their own merits for different reasons. Like, I think if you released the first Borat now, people would be like, well, this, who cares? This is really dumb humor. But because this movie centered so much on coronavirus and the election, and it's such a good microcosm for, like, this point in time, like, this movie is going to be cited as the exact explanation of how 2020 went. Because it's literally yeah. filmed from the beginning of 2020 until the end of 2020. That's I think true. Once the election stuff dies down and people start seeing this movie, I think it'll become a little more important. That's just maybe I'm just like maybe a year from now we look back on this episode and like Mike, you're right, this movie's a cultural icon, or maybe Mike, you're bullshit. I don't know, but I think it's a really important movie. I loved it. Rebecca loved it. Who's never even seen Borat and doesn't even like that kind of humor normally? She hates Will Ferrell movies. Come on. Um, wow. I give it a nine. I think it was really, really good, and mainly because I did not expect a good coming of age story from his daughter character like that really blew me away um so i'm gonna give it a nine i'm gonna give it nine oh, i had one last night nine uh oh nine uh that's not true baby out of ten <laughs> <laughs> that was good um yeah so i watched it, it i, I watched yeah i watched it with jackie as well and she laughed very hard at the blood moon thing <laughs> Dude, that scene was i told rebecca i was like i was waiting so for this movie to have that one scene that was like the same as azamat chasing borat through that hotel convention center yeah 
That's, and I was like, it was the Blood Moon dance scene. Like, it was that <laughs> Definitely the fucking scene. <laughs> it's like they have to have one scene in the movie where they just humiliate a large public gathering. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at it. <clears throat> hey, where are right. the kids fighting this weekend? Um, just, you know, quarantining, locking down, waiting for this vaccine that's apparently 90% effective from Pfizer. So, yeah, we'll get that till spring, though, baby, because I'm not rich. Oh, that's true. It was very expensive at first. Of course it is. Uh, I don't know. You could, I'm opening for TJ Miller on Monday and Tuesday. So, oh, congrats. If you want to go to that, go to that. Um, oh, yeah, it'll be fun. He was nice last time. <laughs> I'll just be fighting people on Facebook. I, I saw the uh, the thing about you and uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah, like I'm I I obviously we're up on that because like we are in the movies. We've been talking about this yeah. for like over a year, but like yeah. it seems like everybody else just found out about it. Yeah, and uh, you can go back to like what our Aquaman episode is that when we talked about it the first time. Yeah, I think you, I brought you go it back up. to Aquaman to listen to our opinions on Amber Heard. We have opinions about her and the situation. Personally, if you're gonna blackball, jo- I'll say it. if you're gonna blackball Johnny Depp, you need to also blackball Amber Heard because mm. they're both at fault. They both admitted yeah. to beating each other up. They both said they were in a toxic relationship. They both, they both, they both. But for some reason. For some reason, only Johnny Depp's in trouble. Well, that's the thing too. Is like, no, there's no other past lovers of Johnny Depp coming out and saying he's a violent person. Amber Heard he doesn't seem like a violent person. He doesn't. Amber Heard has multiple other people that are like, yeah, she's a violent cunt. So Dude, her boyfriend that she she left for Johnny Depp had reported had filed police reports against her for beating him up. Her, but like uh, everybody on Facebook is just now hearing about Johnny Depp leaving fantastic piece yeah. and so i think they're all jumping to conclusions without that's why but, i put the whole article yeah. on that one guy's thing i know i saw like, that you need all the facts don't just be like he's a piece of shit like yeah he is a piece of shit but she is also a piece of shit i think she brought it out of him to be completely honest i mean i, I that is what it seems like out of the tape yeah because there's there's no dealing with a crazy person she's fucking crazy like you listed her ex-boyfriend and then also she was uh she was with a woman and then the woman filed for uh, something as well. I can't remember what it was. It was like she called it, it was a domestic disturbance or something, but it was like there's a continuous pattern with her. And then Johnny yeah, Depp is a... just like, ooh, he's, he's, yeah, I guess he wears like weird teeth for pirates movies. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. Well, I mean, the problem literally just comes down to like the way, so like the Me Too movement was great and still is great. I think the problem with that is, is now we've switched to this custom of just guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. which I don't understand. And it's literally, it's only against men. I don't want to like take a stance, but like it's this specific case. It's very true. Where like all the evidence has come out that shows that she beat him up. She admitted on video to hitting him, not punching him in the face. So if you've listened to all these like tapes and you still think that like Johnny Depp should be fired and Amber Heard shouldn't, you need to start looking inside and start questioning where yeah. your like prejudice lies. Cause obviously you have something against like, men in general if you're not even willing to accept that amber heard is also an abusive person yep oh but i don't know they both should be fucking fucked personally if one's gonna be fucked they should both be fucked sounds like yeah. they both were getting fucked which is why they had problems hey come on just kidding all or um, nothing with some deeper stuff there well i don't know uh, what we're doing next week so we're not gonna tell you guys but yeah we'll figure it out maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll see something good well this is gonna be a good episode i feel like everyone yeah 
Yeah, people are gonna listen. Maybe maybe we're the maybe we're what caused the renaissance for people watching Borat too. Like this episode goes out, millions of people watch the video or listen to the podcast, and then they're like, I guess I should watch Borat too. And then you know we'll be consulting writers for Borat three. Except you know how it would really go? It would really go. Some woman would share this like our episode and be like, two incels make fun of Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like. It, it's weird the attractive black guy is an incel, but he definitely is with the views he has. The one that needs a haircut, for sure, but... Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and that, that was great. great. Yeah.